Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Well, welcome back to Catch the Moment Podcast. We are live at Grand Opening, the Tyrese table, celebrating the grind. That's what we do. Yes, sir. And today, I'm here with my guest, Michael Simone. Right? Is it Simone? Yes, yeah, Simone. I, you know, I, I, I figured I couldn't mess it up, but, you know, I, I don't know if it was an Italian situation where it was like Simone. No, nah, no, nah, Simone. Just Simone, man. <laughs> well, listen, Michael is a, I want to get this right. Four-year letter winner in both baseball and hockey? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You just out here doing things. I'm my grind. You know Stepped into high school like I'm that dude. That's what, you gotta, that's what your mindset's got to be, you know? <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, here on Catch the Podcast, we're always talking about what the, what the process is, what the journey has been that brings you to your moment. I know you're still early in your athletic career and ultimately your athletic journey. I'm expecting you to flourish and take the next steps into college. Yes, sir. But first, let's, let's get to a little business here. Were you even alive when the helmet catch? I was. I was at. I was Tinker Time, huh? I was at uh, my. I've lived in Indian Lake in uh, Denville. Uh-huh. We we're all at the clubhouse. The whole the whole community goes there, and I watched it happen, man. It was you sick. saw it, so you oh, remember yeah. it. It's right. tough to remember. That was a long to time ago, but long time. Was... <laughs> so, when you seen it. Um, are you a Giants fan? Jets fan? I mean, my cousin played for the Ravens, so like Ravens. So you got you got caught up with the Ravens. Fan, but still, I'm gonna give you a pass because I played one season. I had my swan song season with the Ravens, so I'm gonna give you a pass. I ain't, I ain't gonna beat you up, at least not today. And you actually played for Morris Knowles High School, right? Yes, sir. All right, so you might not know this, but my sophomore year in high school, we lost to Morris Knowles, and I want you to understand, like you know, you know Morris Knowles. I guess they have this, you know, respectably proud tradition, the Benefatti the Benefatti brothers or something. Dave Benefatti. I don't okay. know if you ever heard that name. I, I heard of them. So, Montclair football is is the cream of the crop in the state of New Jersey historically. Okay. You, you know, I'm education real yeah. quick. You know, we, we're gonna get back to you. Mm. <laughs> and we was we was top dogs. We just beat Elizabeth, another powerhouse program, and we had a state championship. We supposed to roll over Morris Knowles. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to know, I'm kind of feeling you, but I'm not feeling you. I mean, like, I guess you couldn't guard the veer then. I could not stop the veer. You said it right, because fear the veer <laughs> is the way. <laughs> we still run it. We still, still run, run the veer, huh? It's our coach's 49th year as a head coach here. It's still the same head coach. I was, I was going to ask. Bill Regan. I mean, my dad, when he played him in, what, 93, 94, he was still running the veer. This dude is a legend, okay? <laughs> legend, legend, legend. Because you have to be so technically sound to stop a veer. We just played Morristown last night, and we rolled over him running the veer every single play, man. I mean... <laughs> I love it, man. I absolutely love it, man. So let's talk about a little bit about your journey, man. So obviously still senior year at Morris Knowles High School. What would you say, whether it's in life or even, of course, within your athletic life, what has been your defining moment, your your swan song moment that you're most proud of? I mean, I got to say the state final last year. I mean, that's where state final... Uh, I mean, I popped off. I mean, that's all I could say, really. Come on, give it to talk your stuff. I mean, I like, I mean, that home run is the the top moment of my life, man. Just hitting that home run. Obviously, I wasn't there. Was it a two-run, three-run grand slam? What you got? Two-run home run to put us up, kind of put the game away. I was versing a Miami commit, and uh, I was like, you know, I just just felt like I was him at that moment. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I was just, I hit it, top of the flagpole. I knew it was gone right off of it. I mean, 
did a little pimp job as a state final. Why not? You know what now, I'm saying? Did you like gritty to the uh, across the home plate? No, nah, we have this thing where we take our helmet off, we stomp on the plate, and we get a okay. USA Cowboy hat right on the top of us. And I got that that game. And a few pictures of me that it's just, I mean, man, it's, it's a great moment. I love it. I love it. The game before that, too. Now, that played. was against, you said that was against a University of Miami commit. Yes, sir. So you had to make a feel that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. I was thinking about it after I was, you know, stepping on home plate, breaking the U over my head or something, but I didn't do that. I don't want to show him up too much, but let's go. <laughs> let's go. Now I'm not aware. Do you have have you committed to any schools? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Manhattan College in New York. Let's go, baby. So, let's go. Keep it in the NYC. We still here getting yes, gritty in the New York. City. I love it, man. So congratulations, thank man. Thank you, thank you. That's pretty exciting. That's that's amazing. Okay, talk to me about when did you know? that sports was going to be a part, a significant part of your future? So probably around my sophomore year, one of my boys committed to Virginia, and I was like, man, I could do this. So uh, I just started focusing all on baseball and then started getting talks with some colleges, and I was sure. like, like, I'm in. Like, I can do this. So Manhattan gave me an offer, and I committed there, and I'm super excited to head over to uh, head over to the Bronx. So sophomore year, something kind of clicked. Like, whoop, yeah. whoop. Because I, I, I kind of know that, that that feeling mentally in your mind where yeah. – where as much as you were enjoying probably sports prior to, what was sports in your mind prior to that moment? Was it just like a social? Because to me, it was like, man, the, the boys out here playing ball, I'm playing ball. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it was always like, you know, I'm pretty good. I always knew I was pretty good. Uh, but then, you know, going into high school, I played varsity, played really, really well my freshman year. And then after that, it was like, I was kind of comparing myself to other people who were committed to some of these places. Sure. And I'm like, I could do this. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, it's... it's you know, what I find with young men is that it, it just takes a moment for something to click. Yeah, like it's 100%. like it's like most 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 young men don't even know how amazing they are. They just kind of going about life, and they you know you having fun, you doing your thing, but then something clicks. Like I'm that dude. Exactly. It was a great feeling too when it clicked like that. I was like, I can do this, and I just did my best. Just turn it. Like, put all put it on. Like, okay, so when it comes to the mentality of a of a, of a, of a high-performance athlete, what do you think separates you, right? Is it focus? Is it discipline? Is it big playmaking? What in your DNA are you bringing to your teams that you feel like gives you an edge or a personal contribution to your team? I mean, I think it's just all mindset, too. Like, with baseball and everything, it's all mind mindset. You have to go into that game thinking you're the best player on that field. I step in the box, I'm the best player on that field, and, like, I mean, you could you could call it cocky or whatever, but I mean, confidence. I, confidence. I step in there. I'm the best player on that field. I'm the Coach best Prime is out here shaking up the exa world. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the best player in the state. I'm the best player in the country. That's the way you got to think if you want to perform. You know. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So, all right. Let's talk about foundation. Like, no one gets to any place significant by themselves. If there ever was places of doubt, who were some of the uh, people in your life, whether they were mentors, parents, etc., that you feel like is really shaped you? I mean, it's definitely my dad and my mom. My dad played baseball and everything like that. He went okay. through those slumps. He went through everything like that. He's teaching me how to get through. And, I mean, like I said, even I'm, if I'm in a slump, I'm 0 for 10, I still got to think I'm the best player in the country. So I, 0 for 10, I'm that dude. I'm still that dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> See, that's what I love about baseball. Baseball is the only sport where you can, you know, you can be... 30% and be, be an all-star. It's fantastic. You'd be a Hall of Famer hitting 300 your career. That's, you, you that's the are, thing. That's how difficult the sport is. It's, and that's, yeah, it's crazy. It, 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 it really is absolutely dynamic. Okay, so tell, talk to me about, you know, obviously still still in the, in, the, in the phase of growing through. What was some of the greatest adversity up to this point that you felt like has shaped some of this resilient mindset? So definitely last year, uh, we were in counties, and I 
Well, I was running to first base. I stepped on first base. My knee like bent the other way. I, uh, my uh, tibia, my uh, fibia, or something like that, they collided together, and I really messed up my knee bad. I pulled a few muscles, yes. and I was out for like two weeks. I had to take up that leadership position because I was a captain last year, yep. uh, baseball and hockey as a junior. Uh, I had to take up that leadership leadership position not playing on the baseball field. And it was tough, Ooh. man. It was really, really tough. And I made a quick comeback. Maybe shouldn't have come back that fast, but yep, I should yep. have been out for the season. But I came back. I had to be there for my boys. And, I mean, came back and helped the team. So, I, I mean. I love the mentality. You actually talked about, you know what? You actually know right now, maybe I came back a little, but it was so important to you, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think, you know, there's no, those aren't right or wrong decisions. Those are intuitive, instinctual decisions. Sometimes they cost players. Sometimes they don't. You, you also mentioned having to lead. Not from, from this, not it's, it's really, really tough. Come on, talk. Come on, Mike. I know that, that's that's some hard stuff. You know, like what what was it like, right? Like, were you able to get up and and, and patch your boys? Or were you just present on the sideline? Like, how how was that? Hundred percent. I mean, it, I made it my goal to just be the the third coach on the team and just you know help people every every way, every step through the way. I made it my project. We had a bullpen that wasn't too nice. I made it my project to fix up the bullpen. Come just on, to, just man. Just to do something, you know what I'm saying? Servant like, leader it, on deck. I had to do something, you know? Like, uh, just wanted uh, to still be a leader, still be there for the team. I went to every single practice, every single game. I mean, when I had PT, I had to miss a practice or two, but yeah. I was there every step of the way for the team. Now, that's fantastic. I tell people presence is one of the most powerful forms of leadership. 100%. You know, your best ability is your availability. And even when you don't have something to gain, Right? If you can show up for your teammate, man, they're going to be empowered by your commitment. Exactly. You know, and I felt that, like, if you want to see the strength of any person in their leadership journey, whether it's as an individual or collectively, is how committed are you, right? Yeah. So, in, in some of your journey, like, you know, what are some of the biggest, because you're still, you're still a teenager, man, so what are some of the biggest distractions, right? Like, let's talk yeah. about it. You know, how do you get tripped up? And, of course, you know, what's the thing that gets you back on? What's... What you I mean, dealing with? Let's get let's get real for a quick minute here, bro. I've been in high school. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> you, I mean, now all the social media aspect too. Yeah? It's super tough. You know, I'll be in class and all of a sudden I'll be sucked in for thirty minutes. You're like, what, what am I doing right now? I'm not listening to anything. The worst. I got, I, got, I got you back from from mom and dad. I got you covered right now. It, it just makes sense, you know. I mean, yeah, you can have some fun on the weekends and everything like that. But I mean, the thing that focuses me in more, you know, go to the gym, go hit with my dad or something like that. I mean, I'm just locked in for that moment. Yeah. And I think that separates me from a lot of people is that. I could be messing around in the dugout and everything like that. Right when I step in that box, I'm zoned in. It, it, it separates me from a lot of people. I mean, it's I'm just locked cool. in right when, you, right, when, right when I step on the ice, right when I step in the box. It's just different. You know what, I'm what are some of the athletes that you've looked at, whether it's across sports or, of course, in baseball or hockey, that really you like to model your game at? I mean, baseball, I look at a lot of a lot of guys now. I mean, Mike Trout, he lived in uh, Millville, New Come Jersey. Come on, man, tell them about the Jersey boys. I mean, he, he lived in Millville. <laughs> I got to play there last year uh, nice. at the high school um, where, where he obviously grew up, and it, it was an awesome experience, yep. even just being on the same field that he was at. But, I mean, I definitely, like, model my play after him. He, he goes, steps in the box, thinking he's the best player in the game. No doubt. Ronald Acuna Jr., I mean, he's cocky as can be, but I, I love that stuff. Like, he, he's he's that dude. I mean, he's in, what, 333? He's going to yeah. be an MVP. Like, he's that dude. I always give more credit to baseball players because they clearly made the smarter decision. They get guaranteed contracts. I mean, like, the, of course, it's so tough to get there. I mean, you could be a professional in how many leagues. you got so many different leagues to climb through. What was unattractive about football, right, because you're a competitor, 
same attributes that it takes. Is there something unattractive about football? Was it a family decision? Were you ever interested in football? I always wanted to play football, and my mom mostly wouldn't let me play because of like the hitting and everything like that. Yeah. And my dad didn't want me to play too. He he took some Come brutal on. hits when he was in high school. Come but on, Come I, on, you know I. Come then, on, dad. Then I I went to hockey. You know what? It might have hurt them a little more because it probably hurt their pocket a little more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it so definitely hurt, it their, hurt pocket their pocket more. a little that more. That ice so. time ain't no joke. No, yeah. So, I mean, I always wanted to play football. We were just talking here. I mean, I still want to join the football team now just to be a part. I, <laughs> I just want to put on football pads and be a part of that team just one time in my life, man. That's, That's fantastic, bro. I'll be honest with you. I think the best live sport... It's, t it's, it's, tough to, it's tough to completely knock off football, but hockey is a heck of a live sport. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, how fast y'all jokers is moving on that ice and actually commanding. I'm like, it's impressive. I, I never, you know, I'm, I'm a traditional black dude. I mean, like, I ain't never watched no hockey. I ain't never go to no hockey game. I was in Montclair. We had a dope hockey team, but I never went to the arena over there at, at Meta Arena. So, um... When I finally got a chance to go to a Devils game, I'm like, yo, y'all out here doing it. You, you ever went to a playoff hockey game? Never. I, Not playoff, no. One time in your life, you got to go to a playoff, playoff hockey, hockey game. It is the best atmosphere you'll ever be to in your life. I, I can believe it. I, I, listen, because once I saw it live, it, it, it was definitely something to see. But you know what? Y'all out here missing all these fronts. <laughs> you know, I, listen, I had Danico, Ken Danico on the podcast. Listen, man, they all out here whistling Dixie. Oh, man. yeah, no. <laughs> they take a puck to the face, they no more teeth. All That's I, it. Listen, everybody, they forfeiting their teeth to, to, get, to get the blades of steel kind of glory. All right, so you got a girl? Yeah, right now I do. You know, I'll be out here watching y'all little teenagers. You know what I'm saying? I got to watch out because I got twin daughters, and I, you know, I, I choke Mike out. Now, if he roll up on my daughter, I got to talk to the people because even though I'm just meeting Mike. Exactly. So this is how you manifest as a father. When you have daughters, you you, you start looking at young men like yourself. You're like, you know, you're yeah. a threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, you're, you're on the grind. Obviously, congratulations on, on, on everything in front of you. Sports is such an amazing conduit, but, you know, but at the end of the day, you're still a young man with interests, hobbies, and goals. How do you unwind? Because at the end of the day, the, the, the grind that it takes to be a student athlete is really comprehensive. Yeah. And I know mom and dad, they have demands on you in relation to grades and all of those things. So what are your unwinding activities? I know you talked a little bit about social media, but um, you got a girlfriend. So what else is going on that, that, that gives you a little peace, I mean, mind, and joy? I love to golf, too. I love golfing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, golf is great. That's expensive, too, though, so it's tough, but... Usually I, I just go fish. I mean, I, I go fish, I unwind. You got life figured out. You got some good parents, man. You know, I was out here running the streets, Mike. I was not the example in high school. I just want you to know. <laughs> I've become the example. This is why you have to have fathers present. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you ain't making too many dumb decisions? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Because I know there's, a, there's an age of stupidity from teenage to like 23. Right, like, yeah. and then you might have a chance, like twenty four, twenty five, if you actually listen to somebody. Yeah. So no, I mean, they, they they brought me up super super good. I mean, on a on a weeknight, I mean, we'll go to like beat ups or something on a Thursday night for Bogo, and then I'll come home. And another unwinding thing I do is just play two K. 
I, 2K? I mean, 2K. I mean, I, I love that game. I, I go there, unwind, go in the park. Yeah, I hear grind, grinding your players. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Me and my so boy, we were on that thing 24 You got You got to be on the lookout for play Play ESG. Going to be 11 on 11, 7 on 7 football. Grinding okay. players. Mm -hmm. play, play ESG. Be on the lookout for that. But, um, hey, listen, man, tell me what you're most excited about in your future, your goals, your pursuit. You know, like I said, this platform is about the journey, the pain points, right? And and obviously you're just at the beginning of it, so congrats. But what are you most excited about, most looking forward to? I'm really excited to head over to Manhattan. I mean, it's a D1 program. They haven't been good in the past few years, but new coaching staff and they're really recruiting really well. Yep. And, you know, I love their coaching staff and they're recruiting well. I think we're going to be a really, really good program in the next few years. Bringing so baseball to the city. I'm really, really Shining excited. Shining the lights. So. You're going to bring, you're going to bring these, these these nine innings of heat. Yes, sir. I'm really, really excited, man. Let's go, it's, big dog. Well, listen, man, it's been great um, just getting a little bit to, to understand your story. I wanted to create this platform, celebrate here at Tyree's Table, but I always felt like my life imitates the average athlete with high-end aspirations. I mean, I say average, you have to be good to get a division one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, you're not average. But in relation to what it takes to, to really ascend to the highest of heights, there's an opportunity out there for everybody. I just want to encourage you, let you know that all those opportunities exist for you. Continue to pound the pavement, be disciplined, be focused, be driven, and seize the moment to get something great done. Yes, sir. That's good? Yes, sir. Hey, listen, man, appreciate you for, ha for, for, for sharing your story. We'll check in with y'all later on Catch the Moment Podcast. Thank you.